The Mortgage Calculator, your favorite non-QM lender with over 5,000 unique loan products. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Daily Mortgage Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. We will get into it in just a couple minutes, just waiting to go live on all of the different platforms here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in early and on time. We have the chat up there, so you can drop a comment in the chat as we go through. See some people were already commenting there. Well, good morning to everyone. Good morning, Christina, Mark, everybody dropping comments there in the chat. We will get started here in just a second. I hope everyone had a great weekend. It is Monday, so all you loan officers there, it's time to get back into it. Close some loans this week. Wish everybody good luck. All right. Good morning, everybody else. Comment in here. Shout out to the whole team. And all right, it looks like we are live on all the different platforms, so we will go ahead and get started here. So welcome, everyone, to Daily Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. Uh, my name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of the Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our President Nick Hershey and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. So what we do on this show every weekday is go through the live rates of different programs, and then we do a deep dive into a different topic every day. We are a correspondent lender that specializes in non-QM loans, one of those loans being I-10 loans, which we're going to go over today. So I will have our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez, with 27 years of experience, do a deep dive into that here later. But first, let's go ahead and do what we do every day, which is pull up the live rates and see what the market is looking like this morning. So Nick, let's go ahead and pull up our pricing tool. All right. Thank you, sir. Let me switch my screens and we'll get started. All right. As Kyle mentioned, this is our pricing tool for our team of mortgage professionals. We have over 300 licensed loan officers in 22 states for primary and second homes. And we can do our business purpose DSCR loans, which we love in 44 different states. So if you'd like a full breakdown with a full loan estimate, please get with our team members. This pricing tool will show us the general rates and APRs for our most popular programs. And it is May 8th, just after 11 a.m. So the standard programs pricing are live. So we're just going to go through our sample scenarios here on our basic setup. If you'd like a full breakdown, please get with our team. So for all of our demos today, we'll set up a loan amount of 400000 We will set up an LTV of 80% loan to value, 20% down payment. We will set a desired price at 99 That means we're going to ask the computer to find the best rate for one discount point in cost. Most of our customers are asking to buy down the rate a little bit, so that is our average request. And we're going to compare our pricing for conforming conventional. We'll check out our FHA rates. And then we'll go into our expanded guidelines, aka non-QM, where we have over 5,000 additional loan programs. And remember, VA we have access to as well, and we appreciate our eligible veterans. But since not everybody is an eligible veteran, we don't do that live. And same with USDA, that's only for properties in a rural eligible USDA area. So if you do happen to be shopping in those areas, let us know. We'd be happy to quote it, but not everybody is. So for our first demo, we'll set up conforming. We're going to do a purchase, 30-year fixed loan, standard loan primary occupancy, single family home, one unit, state of Florida, county of Miami-Dade. And for all of our demos, we use an estimated FICO score of 760 and an estimated debt to income ratio of 40. So with those basic parameters, let's go ahead and check out our rates this morning. About the same as last week, it looks like. Yep. So the a best option here, we have 6.5 rate for one discount point in cost and a final APR of 6.676, which I believe was the same as it was last week. So not much movement this morning. Hopefully we have some movement later this evening and we'll check it out again tomorrow. 
Now, remember when we compare across programs, we always use the APR, which allows us to compare apples to apples across different types of programs. So uh, we're at 6.6 here on conventional. Let's check out our FHA rates, which is usually the next program that we would uh, quote for someone. And that typically is because FHA allows a little more credit leniency on credit issues, as well as a higher debt to income ratio. So uh, typically, if someone doesn't qualify for conforming, we can try FHA as the next option. We'll keep everything else the same so that we can compare apples to apples. Let's check out our FHA rates this morning. It looks like it's a little bit different than it was last week, perhaps. But the option here at the top, 5.75 rate for one discount point in cost. And a final APR of 6.352. So in this case, when we compare across the programs for a conventional versus a FHA with this amount of down payment in this scenario, it's actually a little bit cheaper for FHA, which is because of some recent changes for the upfront mortgage insurance and the yearly mortgage insurance. So some updates there. Definitely recommend people that are shopping. FHA is more viable than you may think. Definitely want to compare those options. Now, if for any reason our customer doesn't qualify for conventional or FHA for any reason, a lot of other banks and lenders don't have any other options, but that's where we love to come in. We have over 5,000 additional loan programs beyond what we just saw there, and that's with our expanded guidelines, aka non-QM. So we'll set up the same scenario, 80% loan to value, 20% down payment. Everything else is exactly the same, primary home. But in this case, we've selected expanded guidelines, so we have a new option. We can select the income type. So full DOC is what we use for FHA and conventional loans. That's two years of tax returns, what most people are used to. So we would typically choose an expanded guideline program to use one of these other options. So we have one-year options, two-year options. Just in general, we have our asset-related options, business bank statement options. We'll go over our investor options here in a minute. Our personal bank statement options are our most popular and we have VOE options, 1099 options, PL options, all kinds of different ways to do this. But our most popular version is the personal bank statement, 12 months. And that's for our self-employed borrowers. So many times our self-employed borrowers with two years of tax returns have various write-offs, have a hard time qualifying at all in some cases, or just not quite enough on the tax returns to get the income that they want and the home they want. So in this case, we're going to use 12 months of bank statements, no tax returns involved, to actually determine a debt to income ratio of 40% using the actual cash in the bank statement. So most of our self-employed borrowers qualify for much higher income and therefore a much larger loan amount and therefore can get the home of their dreams. So these are great solutions for our borrowers with some tricky income or other issues that may affect the FHA or conventional. So let's check out our bank statement rates this morning. Oh, that's obviously a mistake there. Someone's probably updating their program. So the best option here on this would be a 7.125 rate for 0.875 discount points in cost and a final APR of 7.201. So remember conventional was 6.6 something on the APR. So a little bit higher APR here. But remember, these are solutions for borrowers who would not otherwise qualify or need to use alternative income. And if we scroll down here, notice there's a ton of different options of bank statement programs that we have. Some of these use different calculations. Some of these may allow things like a bankruptcy or foreclosure. So please give our team. They can navigate you through all these hundreds of options that we have. Now, before we get into Jose's deep dive into I-10 loans, which is obviously a subset of these non-QM programs, we always want to do our investors. So let's do our last two live pricing demos for investment properties. So we love to work with our investors, whether they're first-time investors or they own 10, 20, 100 properties. 
we have some great options. So we will set our LTV to 80% loan to value again, 20% down payment. And we're simply going to compare our conforming conventional investment property for people that want to use a conventional program to our expanded guidelines, non-QM programs. Remember, FHA, VA, USDA are not eligible for investment properties. So we'll set up conforming. Everything else will stay the same as our other demos. The only thing we changed here is the occupancy to investment property. And let's check out our investment property rates this morning. So here's the best option that comes up here. 7.125 rate for 3.375 discount points and costs and a final APR of 7.380. So unfortunately with conventional, uh, because of some recent adjustments, there are no one discount point cost options. So even if we go up in rate, which many investors like to do, there aren't very many options with less cost here. 7.49 for 2.625. Many of our investors would like other options. So if you qualify for conventional, great. These are great options for you. But we would also recommend for all our investors to take a look at our non-QM programs, which we'll go into now for our final demo. So we'll set this to investment property again, set this to 80% loan to value again. And now when we click on expanded guidelines, aka non-QM, we have a couple new options that pop up here for our investment property. So first off, we have to choose income verification, just like before. And our most popular income type for an investment property is going to be our DSCR, Debt Service Coverage Ratio Program. And that's because it actually doesn't require any employment or income from our borrower. We simply use the estimated rental income from the property to determine if that rental income can cover the expenses for this property. If the rental income can cover the PITIA of the mortgage we're looking at here, that is a ratio of 1.00 or greater. And we have a ton of programs for that. We even have programs for a DSCR ratio under 1.00, which means that the property doesn't quite cash flow on a monthly basis. So we still have options for that. Happens often with like short-term rental properties where we use the long-term rents. For the demo though, we will leave this blank so that we can see all of our different options pop up. And finally, we have to select the prepayment penalty, which is standard for our non-QM investment properties. Standard is always three years. That's what we typically use to price. However, we can choose zero if we wish. That will limit the loan programs and cost us more. And we can choose five years if we wish. Some loan programs allow five years to save us some money, but not all of them do. So three years is the most common. That's what we'll use for our demo today. So now with these basic settings, let's check out our DSCR rates this morning. Amazing here. Notice the, uh, this is actually the best cost combo here. 7.5 rate for 0.725 discount points of cost and a final APR of 7.571. Remember the APR there on the conventional was 7.28, I believe it was just a second ago. So we're right there with these DSCR loans, guys. Amazing options for our investors. No employment, no income. You can do multiple loans at the same time because there's no employment or income involved. Our investors can refinance a couple investment properties to then purchase more investment properties. So very flexible programs. Definitely recommend everybody check these out if you're looking for an investment property. And as you notice here on this page, there are a ton of different DSCR options. Uh, so please give with our team to navigate which one is best for you. And there's other prepayment penalty options. Some of these may allow things like short-term rental income I just mentioned. Just tons of different options here under DSCR, hundreds of different programs. So please give it with our team. We'd be happy to quote that for you. Now let me go ahead and change my screen and introduce... Jose's deep dive for today. All right. So for those of you who joined us earlier, we are going to be talking about I-10 loans. So 
a particular subset of our non-QM products. These are going to be for I-10 borrowers, aka a borrower that doesn't qualify for conventional, right? This would be someone who doesn't have a permanent residence or a green card uh, or anything like that. So Jose will further define that. We're talking about a specific subset of people who are non-citizens, right? That do happen to live here in the U.S. So different than foreign nationals, different than U.S. citizens, and different than permanent non-resident aliens, which is green card basically, right? So I kind of introed it there for you, Jose, but I know you probably want to talk a little bit more about what makes it what. So go ahead and take over. Absolutely. First thing I wanted to note is what is an ITIN, right? ITIN, well, first let me say what the ITIN document is, and then we'll go into an ITIN borrower. The ITIN document is an international tax ID number. Right. So that is a document that individuals that do not have U.S. status, so security and stuff like that, that they use in order to be able to file tax returns. Right. So what has ended up being the case is that the borrower that then wants to be able to file tax returns doesn't have U.S. status, has U.S. citizenship excuse me, has U.S. credit, then they can file taxes and then they can apply for a loan using their their ITIN as the document to show their status, quote unquote, right? So the the main thing to note is that an ITIN borrower lives full-time in the United States. They are not like the foreign national borrower. What the, the similarity that they share is that they both do not have status, legal status in the United States. The four, where, where they diverge is that the foreign national loan and their income is derived outside of the United States if you are using income documentation uh, to qualify the borrower, right? So the income for the foreign nationals outside the U.S., the income for the ITIN borrower is inside the U.S., and the ITIN borrower also needs to have U.S.-based credit, whereas a foreign national borrower does not need to have U.S.-based credit. And then the foreign national borrower can never be a citizen nor a resident nor even a non-permanent resident alien of the United States. They, If they meet any of those criteria, then they would be doing a national loan and not a foreign national loan. So very big difference here. Can we can we go over the green card difference as well, Jose? <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. And visa, well, other visa statuses, I guess. Well, yeah, and the, we, we're going to go a little deeper there now. If we're talking about visas and status now, again, uh, the non-permanent resident alien may not have a green card. They're not required to have a green card, but they do have a work authorization document that does allow them to legally work here in the United States. They usually are going to have some type of visa that allows them to work in the United States. Like, for example, the H-1B visa for the specialty workers like tech and other type of vocations that may be in demand here and in shortage. So then they issue certain visas, the H-1B visa specifically for those workers so they can work here legally. So that would be status. So that's what we're not talking about. People with status are not I-10 borrowers, right? Correct. 
And when you don't have status, because the ITIN borrower doesn't have a social security number either, they have an ITIN. It may look like a social security number, but it's not. It's an international tax ID number just for the purpose of filing their tax returns here. So there are some additional documentation requirements you're going to be asked for for the ITIN. Usually it's going to be something to the effect of their passport from their country or if they happen to have a, a state or government issued ID here from the U.S., that may also be a requirement. So this is, you know, gets a little confusing sometimes for borrowers or, or the loan officers when they're trying to discern status. So just note, it's pretty clear. If you live here full time and you're working here and you're deriving your income out of here in the United States, then you are not a foreign national borrower. And if you have the I-10, then you are an I-10 borrower. If you have a work authorization permit or a green card or you're a U.S. citizen, then you are a national borrower as opposed to foreign national borrower. So remember, non-permanent resident aliens with a work authorization permit are not an I-10 borrower. Okay, so let's go down first. Oops, excuse me a second. I have my hand is a little messed up here today. So on our first option here, we have 20% down full dock. So just so you know, I-10 options, we do have full dock and we do have actually a bank statement and investment. So pretty good options there. So first option here, I-10 purchase 20% down and you're looking at 8.249 8.249 is actually giving you a little bit of a lender credit. I threw that on there so you could see how good these rates are. No, mind you, it is 80% LTV, 20% down. But if you were looking at the rates today, these are very similar to conforming rates. So this is 20% down, I-10. All right. And uh, I had a little bit of a labeling issue here, but this is my 20% down bank statement option. You will note that only a slight difference here on the upper end of the range, 8.249 is a $500 lender credit, but you can still buy it all the way down to 6.99. And this is primary, excuse me, primary bank statement I-10. So this is really getting out there. So now our I-10 investment. If most of you have been researching I-10, you know that it's very difficult to find an I-10 option for investment properties. So here we have it, 25% down payment and look at those rates. You can get a lender credit at 8.624 and you can buy it down all the way to 7.124. So let me show you I-10 purchase with bank statements for investments. I actually had one of our MLOs uh, and they met with them on a three-way with their borrower and this is the same example. And I'm very happy to say that I found the option for them to purchase a duplex I-10 with bank statements. So look at this, 8.624, 
is par, no additional cost on that. And you can buy it down all the way to 7.249. And this is, again, I-10 investment, 25% down, bank statements. So very good options here for our I-10 borrowers. And let me see. That's that's our examples for today. So we have the, the main thing that I wanted to note to you all was the bank statement option, because previously, like I was mentioning, we only had first primary and second homes that were available with the I-10. But now we can go investment up to 75 percent loan to value with bank statements. Very good option. I don't see any questions here. It doesn't look yeah. like it. Hopefully everybody knows what an I-10 is and what they aren't, but very cool programs once you find them because not many lenders or banks or uh, banks don't have them at all, right? Uh, these would be non-QM programs, very specific subset of the non-QM here. So definitely put it in your repertoire there. Yeah, that's great. Wow, I'm really surprised at that. I didn't know that bank statement investment I-10 loan. How amazing is that? Yes, sir. I looked around really hard for that one. Let's see. There is a question here if you want to pull it up, Nick. The other Nick asked a question. Ah, Yes, the LTVs are restricted there, Nick. So 20% down is the best I think we have right now, right, Jose? Yes, that is correct. And that's with good credit, too. Remember, they're going to hit you even more on credit, right? So a low credit I-10 is going to have a very hard time uh, with LTVs, right, if there's a low credit score that gets pulled there. So definitely keep that in mind. Just like any specialty program, there's going to be LTV adjustments for sure because of the specialty nature. All right. Well, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. For the loan officers out there, make sure to pay attention to these programs. And even more importantly, make sure to know what ITIN is and is not. Make sure to know what a foreign national is and is not, right? Um, and a national, which as Jose went over earlier, those things that fall into the national category, remember those qualify for conventional, right? Jose is what you're saying. A national, whether it's a citizen or a non-permanent resident alien, these things qualify for conventional. So with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. Remember, we do this show at 11 a.m. Eastern every single weekday. So you can tune in and watch us go through the rates, go through the different uh, programs, and then do a deep dive into a different topic every day like we did today on the I-10 Loans. And remember, you need a loan consultant to walk you through this. So if you would like to connect with one of our loan officers to get a full breakdown and a quote on one of these programs or any of the other programs that we went through, you can visit us at themortgagecalculator.com and we can pair you up with one of our 350 loan officers all around the country, licensed in 22 states for primary residences and second homes. And then we can do our business purpose loans like our DSCR loans in 44 states. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Jose. And we hope to see you all tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern for the next episode of Daily Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, everybody.
apply now at themortgagecalculator.com for instant mortgage rate quotes for over 5,000 loan products.